0: Welcome into another Fast Break with Asa. I'm Jay Burr. We've got the boss here. We also brought in the gun show here. Mike Preston, Secretary of Commerce, head guy over there at ADC. We'll, uh, we'll touch base with him in a minute here, but uh, uh, it's, it's, I just want to get right into things here. It's, it's not only pumpkin spice season, but it's also uh, election season as well as we, as we kind of start to get into early voting. Uh, And and boss, um, I I know this is always very near and dear to you, uh, the election season, the cycle and and everything. And, you know, kind of um, what do you want to tell folks out there uh, other than, you know, just flat out get to the polls?
1: Well, we're uh, in early voting season here in Arkansas. And of course, they're voting across the country. And Everybody's really encouraged by the fact that there's a large turnout, which uh, for somebody like me that's been involved in politics for a long time, it's encouraging to see uh, people engaged, uh, interested in the issues, candidates working hard, and uh, seeing a good turnout this year. So we see the attacks on uh, democracy, uh, and I say attacks, there are people worried about the democracy of the United States of America. So this should encourage everyone uh, whenever we see this type of engagement. Uh, And so I do encourage everybody to get out and vote this year, strengthen our democracy, support the candidate of your choice.
0: Um, How have you seen early voting kind of evolve throughout the years? Because it seems like it's it's now more, I guess, a a mainstream idea rather than like, oh, I'm just going to wait till the day of to go vote. It's, It's become kind of more the norm now.
1: Well, it's for a candidate's perspective, it's changed fairly significantly because you've got to plan on uh, early voting. And so it's not uh, building up the momentum to election day, it's making sure you've got your message timed so that you can cover the early voting. And uh, then from a voting perspective, uh, particularly coming through the pandemic and Uh, The expansion of access, if you might, or trying to make it easier for people to vote, eliminate some of the hurdles. Uh, You know, people realize, hey, it. We don't have to wait till election day. We can vote early. We can avoid the hassle. And so, uh, it's uh, it's being expanded. I think it's a good thing. You know, from from my point of view, uh, our our approach to voting should be let's increase access, encourage participation. And then secondly, we need to assure the integrity of the ballot. That's why we have voter ID. That's why we have these protections in place. And so absolutely, Uh, I'm encouraged by this. And I know it's tough on our county clerks (laughs) because they have to work longer hours and we're just going to have to staff up to meet that uh, need of the public.
0: But there are some definite troopers out there. So shout out to all the uh county clerks and, and the full staffs here. Um another big thing that that we kind of covered here uh, of late, uh computer science. Uh, I know that's that's not something new if you if you've kept up with the boss whatsoever, computer science has been your thing. Um but we have seen that evolve in in a big time way over the past few years. Um in fact, we just got some numbers in uh, just the other day actually about the most recent high school numbers on that. Well, for most people
1: this will be news. Uh, And so this just came in this week, so I'm pleased to announce that, once again, the number of our students taking computer science courses in our high school has dramatically increased, uh, and the number of teachers that are certified to teach computer science has increased as well. To put this in perspective, when we began this back uh, when I became governor, we had 1,100 students taking computer science all across Arkansas that number has increased uh, to last year to 12,500 and now this year it's gone up to 23,500.
0: Let's go. So,
1: so that is a almost a uh, what 90% increase yeah. just year over year and it's because uh, we're now requiring it as a graduation credit. So yeah. we're going to see those numbers go up. We continue to lead the nation and to do this you've got to have teachers who are certified we started out in Arkansas with fewer than 20 teachers that were certified uh, to teach computer science. Last year, we had gone up to 650, yeah. which is a tremendous increase, and now we're up to over 800. Man, and so uh, dramatic increases thanks to our educators, our teachers, our students for embracing this, and it's going to make a big difference for Arkansas's economy, uh, but more importantly, the opportunities for the uh, students. As they come out with a real skill
0: now, now, when you see those numbers, I mean a lot of times in policy, you can't really get a hold of something you know necessarily tangible, like, "Oh, this is working," but I mean, obviously numbers don't lie, and there they are, but but for you from on a personal standpoint here, you know when when you see the way that it's evolved and the importance that it is, computer science, I, I mean to to see the effect that we're having here in arkansas of, of all states, and I know you get asked that a lot is, oh, man, what are you guys doing down there in Arkansas? But to see the results come to fruition, I mean, for you, that's that's just got to be great.
1: Well, it's very gratifying. It's exciting. That's what uh, uh, innovation and leadership is about. Uh, whenever I, in fact, this last week, I was in uh, Memphis at a computer science conference. So, you know, I've uh, led the effort as chairman of the National Governor Association, right. showcasing what we've done, and you have other states simply saying, We want to do what Arkansas did, and it is important. I mean, while we led in this, I want other states to embrace it because it's really a national security issue for our country. Where are we going to produce the talent uh, for the tech industries of the future? And you don't want to ship them in from overseas. We don't want to uh, outsource all of our jobs, and the answer is uh, let's produce them right here at home, and we're doing that in Arkansas. All
0: right. That's what we call a segue around here because – you know, you might have seen the guy here. Always sharply dressed. His arms are enormous. His jackets kind of hide him, but man, this guy gets in the gym. Uh, Mike Preston here. Um, oh. So, so I guess you know how have, have you guys over there in the in the commerce area. You know, you guys have been bringing stuff in left and right uh, throughout the the boss's tenure here. But but how have we seen you know those jobs or how have companies reacted to that computer science initiative?
2: Well, I think, you know, companies have, have realized what's going on in Arkansas, and it's special. Um, you know, give credit where credit's due in the in the governor's vision to to implement this. Yeah. He said he came in and it was, you know, 1,100 students taking it, but he saw that these were the jobs of the future are are right here. I mean, it's computer science education that, you know, doesn't matter the industry, you're going to need that background. Um, and in, in his leadership through the NGA, I think you can see, you don't, usually get all governors to buy into something but he got all 50 governors to buy in to support computer science education because of what happened here in arkansas yeah. we were the beneficiaries in arkansas on the economic development side that we had this great initiative that we could go all over the country and all over the world talking about this pipeline of talent that's now coming through that has a background in computer science education that can come out of you know high school that knows how to com- you know, code that knows how to do all these things with computers. And those are the jobs of the future. So that really helped us when we made our sales pitch to whatever company it was, we always talked about that and emphasized it. So it led us to, you know, be even more successful in economic development.
0: And obviously, too, you know, when everybody thinks about, you know, computer science jobs, it's not just like tech startups or, you know, people (laughs) tend to think robotics. But, you know, this is, Manufacturing and, and logistics and all that kind of stuff, too.
2: It's all computer science. So, whether it's manufacturing, whether it's financial services, uh, fintech. It's not just those startup companies. It's it's you know you go in and you think manufacturing. People think that you know you're you're banging something with a, a hammer and, and it's the manufacturing yeah, yeah. of old. It's it's not. I mean, manufacturing today is it's advanced manufacturing. It doesn't matter what the product is or, or how you're processing it. It's typically a some type of robotics that's running it, mm-hmm. and the person who's working on the line is programming that machine to do the automation. So if you don't have that background or that skill and computer science, you're not going to be able to do manufacturing. And that's so important for us. If, if you know, we want to continue to lead as a state and the U.S. as a country in job creation and manufacturing, we have to have that background. And by what the governor was able to do in his term as governor with computer science education, it's put us at the forefront.
0: And I guess, how, how have you guys been able to kind of interweave these things? I mean, obviously, we have the computer science initiative kind of goes hand in hand with with job recruitment. I, I mean, you guys have Really done done a number on the state here, and especially having to go through a pandemic and, and be in a more rural state.
1: Well, let me jump in here. First of all, I want everybody to know what a star that we have in Mike Preston. We recruited oh, yeah. him from Florida. Uh, he worked in economic development there. Uh, I was lucky to get him in Arkansas, and he's embraced the state, and he's he understands uh, the importance of, of both expanding uh, growth and tourism. Uh, to manufacturing, uh, to the military installations. And so we've broadened the, the mission of economic development uh, more than the traditional sense. And so, Mike, thank you for the incredible work that you've done. And as a result, uh, we have created 125,000 jobs over the last year. Yeah. Uh, perhaps you could uh, talk a little bit about, you know, what have been some of the
2: keys in that job creation uh, over the last eight years? Well, you know, leadership matters, Governor, and I think your leadership has, has has helped us to you know lay the foundation for what it means to to build success in our state. And that means a better regulatory environment. You've made Arkansas a place that it's it's welcoming to businesses. It's not that, you know, you know the answer is no. Maybe the answer is no now. But, hey, here's a path to get to yes if it's a, a regulatory and environmental concern. We want to work with you as a government, not be the obstacle of opening a new business. So you've seen, you know, new businesses start, new businesses come in. Existing businesses grow because they have that. You've seen a a, um, a lesson uh, tax burden, and I think that's something that people take note of around the country. They want to go where their capital is being treated the best. So, for us as economic developers, um, it gives us you know every tool that we have in the toolkit to go out and market Arkansas as a destination to come, not only to 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 live and you know our great outdoors and quality of life, but we've got a great business you know um, acumen now in our state and our great quality of doing business. That's allowed us to, to create those or, or help private sector, I should say, create those 125,000 jobs that, that you speak about. Um, and it's, you know, it's been a team effort. The governor's led that team for us going all over the world and selling Arkansas as a place to come uh, to business. And. Um, you know, I'll point out a quick story, Governor. Taking it back really early in your administration, a couple months in after you had passed the computer science initiative, um, you and myself and Charles Morgan, an entrepreneur here from from Arkansas, went to California to talk about computer science education and what we had done. And we thought we were going to go to Silicon Valley and, and steal some of uh, of the jobs and have them come here. Well, we start talking about it, and the folks in Silicon Valley, the CEOs of the you know the the, the big companies that there, I was like, well, we're going to steal your talent and move them out here to to California. Well, that was the case. And so when we thought about, we need to rework our strategy. You fast forward to this year and after we've come out of the pandemic and we've done so many great things in Arkansas to make it much more attractive, we're now going out to California and we're recruiting the talent. Because they want right. to get out of California, they want to come to Arkansas. Companies want to come to Arkansas. Maybe they have their headquarters there in California, but you know what? They're going to come to Arkansas and start doing their research and development because we have these this this talent pipeline that the governors allowed us to create.
0: So there you have it. But you know, you, you kind of brought up the pandemic, and I and I guess between the two, of you guys, you you had to kind of work through that some way somehow. I mean, I know we didn't go full shutdown mode, but I guess kind of what went into that period to where Arkansas is where it's at now.
1: Well, 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 I'll start and uh, but first uh, you say we didn't go into full shutdown mode. We didn't come anywhere close to that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we uh, made it clear from the very beginning that uh, we weren't going to make a distinction between what's an essential business and a non-essential business. Uh, they're all important and essential right. to the families that uh, those jobs uh, provide put food on the table. Yeah. And so uh, we kept our businesses open, and many people remember how uh, I was having to go on the national media and explaining why we're not sheltering in place and why we're not shutting things down, and it made no sense. And the fact that we kept our economy open and moving has made all the difference in our recovery and where we are today. And uh, uh, we had an economic development task force. Mike was involved in that uh, where we supported our business. Mm -hmm. And Mike, that's where you might want to pick up and talk about our support for businesses during that time.
2: Absolutely. You know, the governor said we we never shut down. We we kept businesses going. I remember in that time it was in dark days for everyone was all the uncertainty. And we were getting emails and reach outs from companies and say, you know, we need to be classified as essential so we can stay open. And so I were getting this, you know, just I made a folder on my computer of just all the emails I was getting of, please, you know, classify us as essential business. So I, you know, we're talking with the team. It's like, you know, do we have the authority to do that? What's essential? What's yeah. not? And I sit down with the governor. And I say, Governor, here, we have all these requests coming in of who's essential. And the governor simply looked at me and I'll never forget this. He said, Mike, all business is essential. And so I said, you know what, that's clear enough. So we just responded to that. And so all those companies, they kept open. The governor never issued that order. And, you know, in the face of a lot of scrutiny nationally, but we stayed open. And then we also shifted. So, you know, in the midst of this pandemic and and people aren't traveling, we can't really go out and recruit new companies coming into our state. So uh, our team really shifted the focus to say, how can we support our existing businesses? And the governor allowed us to use $6 million of his quick action closing fund, coupled with some uh, money from the attorney general, to set up a bridge loan program where we loan money at no interest to companies that needed it to stay open. And then we use some of our CARES money that we had to allow businesses to help protect themselves. So is, you know, you stay open, but we had to account for social distancing and gloves and masks and all the things that were the rage at the time uh, to allow companies to be able to go and purchase that. They didn't have that in their their inventory and their stock list at the time, but we were able to put those funds to it to allow businesses to stay open. And because we did that now, of course, there were going to be jobs lost because of, you know, the nature of the pandemic. But because of those efforts, we were one of the first states in the country to recover all the jobs that were lost from the pandemic. And as the governor mentioned now, we're now 125,000 more jobs today than in January of 2015. So that coupled together, you know, made all the difference in the world. And we brought industry together at the table. So the governor said the task force, Stuart Walton came in and chaired that. Uh, myself and Secretary Hearst and Secretary Ward from Agriculture and Tourism, we were, you know, the co-chairs that worked with Stuart. And then we had industry representatives how do we safely and securely keep our economy open and going, moving in the right direction and support our businesses. And that's
0: what we're able to do. And obviously from a big business standpoint too, but, but small business also, I mean, you guys were right there in their corner too. Well, small business is the key. Those
2: are the ones, yeah. you know, a, a mom and pop shop that has two or three employees. Uh, they don't have an extra $500 laying around to go buy PPE for everyone, or you know what, they maybe have to, to lay a person off. That's where we were able to redirect some funds that we you know, maybe previously had committed for economic development that we had to back off from and say, this is going into helping our companies stay open. And that's what we did. And that's why those companies and businesses are still in business today. So Mike, before we came in here, you shared a statistic with me,
1: which was that uh, there's new businesses that have been started in Arkansas in the last eight years is mm-hmm. over 11,000. That's correct. And that shows to me the, entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. of Arkansans, that uh, they want to work, uh, they want to invest in their own business, and they're willing to take a risk to do it. And that's probably one of the most encouraging statistics to me is that even uh, during a tough economic time, while we've grown, we still had a pandemic, uh, businesses were continuing to grow and to start
2: in Arkansas, and you said we have that entrepreneurship, you know, blood and our DNA in Arkansas. And you think to the likes of a, you know, a Sam Walton or a, um, you know, a Bill Dillard or you know who who started these companies that were so small and have grown into these behemoths. But Arkansans have that spirit of we can do this. We want to roll up our sleeves and start a business. And yeah, well, during the pandemic, wasn't a great time to start a business and go out and take out a loan or or, or put all of your savings into a and into starting something new but they did that. And that's what those numbers reflect is that, yeah, we're growing. We're seeing our existing companies grow. We're recruiting new companies in here or growing their footprint. But we also have that entrepreneurship spirit that people are coming in and starting businesses. And who knows, maybe in that there's the, the next, you know, uh, J.B. Hunt or the next Sam Walton in that small company that started and is now growing as a result.
0: And, and I mean, we are talking about 11,000 plus just businesses. I mean, you mentioned the 125,000 jobs, but I mean, also, too, amongst all of that, I mean, we've had some heavy hitters come in. I mean, you talk about all the steel production. I mean, big-time investments, and, and not just that. I mean, it's it's you guys have touched all four corners of the state with, with some of the investment and the opportunities that you're providing for Arkansans.
2: Yeah, uh, you mentioned the, you know the steel in Northeast Arkansas was when the U.S. Steel project that was announced earlier this year, a three billion dollar investment, nine hundred jobs paying an average wage of over one hundred six thousand uh, dollars per year. When that gets up and fully running, Arkansas will be the lead steel producing state in the country. Um, you know, again, I, I think it goes back to you know day one in the office of the of the governor and. He picked up the phone and called six CEOs, cold calls, to say, Arkansas is open for business. We want your business here. Come take a look at what we're doing. It's because of some of those phone calls and those things in those early days of the administration that set us up to have that success. So you see the steel industry thriving now. Um, all across the state, we've seen seen wins in, in rural parts of the, the state, in central part of the state, northwest corner, all across Arkansas. We're very blessed.
1: Let's talk about opportunity for just a yeah. second. Because to me, it's always about the future, and and Mike and I made a trip uh, this year, uh, marketing Arkansas, calling on businesses, uh, both uh, in the uh, air show, mm. supporting our aero defense industry, mm. which is so incredible in South Arkansas. Uh, small town of Camden yeah. uh, is uh, saving the world. That's right. uh, the the uh, high mars that they produce that go over to Ukraine, uh, and uh, uh, fight against the russians and protect uh, their sovereign territories making a big difference it's nice to be recognized there so we supported uh the aerial defense industry but we also went further in and uh we have a great opportunity with our timber production Mm in south arkansas particularly with the pellet manufacturing Mm -hmm. that they're actually using for uh, fuel uh, and energy mm-hmm. uh, production uh, over in uh, Europe. Yeah, and so while we don't have a robust pellet marketplace here because we have other sources of energy, when you look at Japan, whenever you look at uh, Europe, uh, they're co- using uh, wood pellets uh, to produce their energy. And now that they have a energy crunch this year because of Russia. Cutting them off and being unstable, uh, they're looking for other sources. That's a great opportunity for us. We call on businesses. I know that we have some pellet manufacturers there in South Arkansas. I expect that to grow and be an opportunity. Uh, I think whenever you look at our manufacturing, yeah, uh, we've always been good, uh, strong in manufacturing in Arkansas. I think we rank number six in the nation in percent of our workforce that has experience in manufacturing, mm-hmm. and now that you see reshoring uh, of manufacturing facilities trying to get away from a China-centric uh, supply chain, right. you're going to see those opportunities come to states like Arkansas, and I think
2: that's uh, something that we've been working on, mm-hmm. but hopefully will continue. Absolutely, Governor. And sometimes, you know, we, we, you can plan and strategize and sometimes it just it helps to be lucky. And I think we got lucky with with our timing and going into to the UK to talk about our, our um, timber basket and the pellets. You look at the UK right now, uh, the, the price of timber and wood is more than gold. Right now, so I mean, they 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 need timber, they need that wood production because they're they're staring the face of what could be a very cold winter if they don't have you know natural gas and oil coming in from from Russia. So uh, we timed that just right to make sure that, that the Arkansas timber basket is in the mix, and those companies that we're already working with are are going to support that. But um, you know, again, from going back on the manufacturing side in the defense industry, uh, that's one that's going to continue to to grow. Um, I think there's some been reports out that you know talking about. Our military that we really need to, you know, step up the strength of our military and our readiness. We're kind of at a lull of where we've been over you know the last twenty or thirty years, and if we want to beef that up, it's going to take companies like Aerojet Rocketdyne and Lockheed Martin and Raytheon, who all have a presence in South Arkansas, who manufacture those propulsion systems and that go onto the rockets. You're going to see that continue to increase. I heard the uh, uh, the CEO of Raytheon, who we met with while we were in. Um, uh, Europe this summer talking about they could, if they could find 10,000 people right now, they would hire them today. And that's how much production by, they are behind and how much mm-hmm. they're going to continue to ramp up. So I see that growth in South Arkansas and the air defense industry continuing to be a driver for Arkansas.
0: Go ahead, boss. Well,
2: I mean, that's uh, two key things mm-hmm. that you said there.
1: One of them is that. Uh, Everybody wants jobs at rural Arkansas. Yes. And, uh, and so it's exciting to see those opportunities in South Arkansas. We uh, want uh, them to grow. And they've and I was in Helena uh, with a, a new jobs announcement there. We've been down to Arkadelphia. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Crossit has opportunities, El Dorado. So it's really exciting to see even in rural Arkansas. And then you look up in North Arkansas, uh, up in uh, ash flat yeah uh we brought in emerson there uh, which is creating jobs mm-hmm. and people get to stay closer to their home right because they got job opportunities there mm-hmm. uh the other thing i just mentioned uh, uh you know we're talking about south arkansas and the timber production mm-hmm. everyone should know that we are producing more timber every year in mm-hmm. south arkansas than we're consuming mm-hmm. so our timber yeah. our our, our mm-hmm. Timber basket is growing, Mm -hmm. there's ample supply there, even to meet the needs of our pellet production.
2: That's right, and you know, in new technology, when we talk about technology jobs, you look at what what is being done with timber, and you can talk about the cross-laminated timber as a building material. Now, Walmart, you know, who, you know, is headquartered in Northwest Arkansas, is rebuilding their entire uh, headquarters and their footprint, and they're doing it all out of cross-laminated timber. And it's a great Arkansas story, and the fact that they're gonna use Timber that's grown right there in South Arkansas, harvested in South Arkansas, supporting that economy, that's shipped to Central Arkansas and to Conway into a company called Structure Lamb, who Governor, you helped to recruit here, who then goes through the manufacturing process of creating cross laminated timber. Beams are then shipped up to Northwest Arkansas, and it's used to create that new building. So, you know, any way you look at it, that timber industry supports so many others, and it's because of the technology and advancements in technology and Arkansas being on the forefront of that that we're able to. You know, build a corporate headquarters for the Fortune one company in the world right here and a true Arkansas story.
0: Uh, we got a couple minutes left here. So I want to kind of get y'all's take on this is you, you guys have traveled the globe out here recruiting, trying to, to bring folks to Arkansas. But what, what's been for, for you guys? What's been one of the more memorable and successful trips that you guys have had together?
1: Well, uh, the first, I thought you were leading into basketball.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sure you guys play (laughs) hoop
1: wherever you go, right? We're international basketball players, (laughs) Uh, for sure. We play pickup just about everywhere we go. Uh, But, you know, in terms of the success, one, we've had uh, success in recruiting the firearms industry, and part of that is here in the United States with Sig Sauer Mm -hmm. coming here. So I would point to one call being very significant with the follow up of the of Mike's team uh, where 6 hour came in and we had uh, the same successes going to the air show and I want everybody to understand how competitive it is going to these air shows mm-hmm. and how important it is for Arkansas to invest in economic development yeah. because at the Paris Air Show we like to entertain mm-hmm. And I, we had them out to dinner, all the Arkansas-based companies that were European-owned in the aerial defense industry and, and other manufacturing. So we took them out to dinner. At the same time, Alabama rented out the entire Eiffel Tower to entertain uh, their uh, customers and, uh, and, and and support them. And so it's a competitive world out there with the other states, but we have done very well in the aerial defense and i would point that to being one of our successful trips
2: well and i think you can point to every trip and look at a direct result from that trip that we can point to that's led to increased investment in arkansas Mm -hmm. new jobs um, you know more export opportunities for our state. So you can point to everyone, including this last one, where uh, we actually have a, a an announcement on the books for you know sometime in middle of November from Ooh. a company that we called on in the firearm industry. So you'll see that. I don't want to tease too much, but you know maybe <laughs> we'll make some news here. But in a couple of weeks, the governor will be uh, uh, announcing a new project as a direct result of that trip that we took. But I think every trip you can go back and, and look to and say, yeah, there was direct results from it. And that's why we do it. And then part of it is is the marketing, as the governor said. It's it's highly competitive over there when you're trying to get in front of it. And I'll say that, you know, the first time we went to the Paris Air Show in 2015, it's, you know, who's Arkansas and what are you doing here? You know, this is this is our space. But by this last year in 2022, when we went, it was you know, welcome back, and everyone knows Arkansas. They yeah. know how important the industry is. And, you know, the the governors try to compete with each other. I just think, you know, they try to make a splash. Haley Barber's last time in office, uh, he took a helicopter to the air show and they dropped him right in the middle of it. We, we hadn't done anything crazy like that. Um, I think, you know, our, our jobs and our economy in the air defense industry speak enough for itself that, that we don't have to. To go to that extent. But as yeah. the governor said, you're if, you, if you're not there, if you're not a, at the table, you're likely to end up on the menu. And I'll point it. He said, you know, we were international basketball
0: players. He didn't say international <laughs> basketball stars. Just Big difference. <laughs> Big difference there. And, and I guess real quickly, and this will be the last thing here. What, what's been one of the more interesting places you guys played ball on the road?
1: Well, Cuba would have to, I mean, it oh, was yeah. so historic that I was the first governor to uh, go to Cuba after we restored diplomatic relations with Cuba. Oh. And uh, so we had a uh, game set up. Uh, I thought it was just a casual game, but they dropped us off at the Cuban National Sports Arena. Oh gosh. And uh, so we're there playing with the Cuban National Team with referees and the media was there and and uh, quite an experience and I won't go into all the details, <laughs> oh. but, but you know, the point is when it was over with uh it was just really building good relations sure and so that started the habit of of playing ball in other places and and we've been to japan we've played in israel we've played with the marines in germany oh wow uh that was at our embassy so it's just relationships it's fun as well as good exercise but uh cuba would have to uh, rank up at the top And know you're probably going to think about giving the guy the bloody nose in Japan. Yeah, I, you know, we were not supposed to talk about that. I, I don't know if I'm allowed back in Japan for a few more years. But <laughs> he's <it's>
2: on the <laughs> no-fly list. Um, yeah, the Cuba experience w- was great, and then I'll say that you know, in, in 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 Israel and in Germany, we had the opportunity to play with the Marines who who guard the embassies over there, and and what you know, what a treat for us to be able to do that. But then I think it was really special for those Marines to see a U.S. governor, you know, sitting U.S. governor to come in and say, "Hey, let's." Play play basketball. And, yeah. and some of these guys, you know, they, maybe they play before, some of them never played before, but they get the opportunity to, to do so. And, you know, the governor had a, a, a young guy one time, he obviously never played b- basketball before, but, uh, you know, the, the sergeant above him said, you just stay with him, whatever he goes. And it didn't matter if the governor was on offense or defense. He stood right beside the governor, and was watching him. He didn't want him to get the ball. But uh, it was a lot of fun to to play with those guys, and and they have a lot of heart. And it's good for uh, them to see uh, you know fellow Americans coming over to those you know really special places in the world.
0: They can guard the embassy, but they can't guard the governor. That's for sure. Here, <laughs> good, all right, guys. We we certainly do appreciate it, Mike. Uh, thanks for uh, for popping on thanks, here. Thanks, us a, a lot of great insight. Can't wait for that announcement coming up here. Okay, again. So that's it for this one. Uh, make sure you subscribe. We're on the YouTube page. We've got uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, any other platform where you get your podcast. Make sure you hit that subscribe and that like button. Leave us some feedback. We're always uh, welcome. We're always open to it. Uh, and, again, uh, Mike, we do appreciate the time, and we will see you all again next time on Fast Break with Asa.